Welcome back to another episode of Faith of the Fathers podcast, where scripture matters and history is the Lord's. I'm your host, Nathan Waters, joined here today with, what was your name? Professor Tittles from Leeds University. Just kidding. <laughs> Professor uh, Tittles over here in the corner. <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's, jo- uh, it's Jordan. Jordan, our good uh, resident historian, loves history. Jordan the historian. Jordan, yeah. Jordan the historian yeah that's good i'll put that on my card which you have and i don't (laughs) dad blame it well you got a cool card yeah i do have a cool card (laughs) but today we have a special podcast plan we are going to talk about why you should not celebrate christmas because it's wicked and evil and if you do it you're a pagan what No, just kidding. We're going to talk on the flip side of that. We're going to talk about why you should celebrate Christmas and uh, don't listen to all these Scrooges out there that tell you it's pagan and uh, they can't back it up. They they use uh, sources like uh, Alexander Hislop, one of the tale of two Babylons. Oh, my goodness. A monument to historical inaccuracy. It makes historians want to just throw it into a trash bin mm, it's horrible but today uh we'll, we'll start out with the most commonly heard argument uh and it's one that is uh it's like if you just read the passage in context you'll realize it is not talking about christmas trees and it is the infamous <laughs> jeremiah chapter 10 And let me just read you a few verses of this. Hmm. Verse 1, it says, Hear ye the word which the Lord spake unto you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord. Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of the heavens. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, they deck it with silver and with gold, and they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. And the uh, the person who reads Alexander Hislop will say, look, case in point, they're talking about Christmas trees. They're saying, you know, you go out and you cut it down and you put it up in your house and you put ornaments on it. That is not even close to... To what just that passage that we just yeah. read is saying. It says that they would work it with the axe. Not, I mean, o- not only that, but how many evergreens grow in that part of the world? Not too many. <laughs> There's a lot of date palms. Yeah. Not too many evergreens last time I checked. So it's not even the same tree. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremiah was saying that they work it with the axe. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're just cutting it down... You have a few chops, but they're actually carving out an idol. They are. And then they would deck it with silver and gold. Real silver and real gold. Exactly. Yeah. And then they would fasten it down so that it wouldn't move. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be toppled over. Uh, But then there's another instance in scripture where they place the Ark of the Covenant next to an idol. I I believe it was Molech or, or something like that. And the Lord actually topples over their idol because he is supreme and he is superior. I think it was a Philistine idol, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the principle here is they're not talking about 
a tree, like put like putting a tree in your house for decoration. No, it's no. talking about making an idol that you're going to bow down and, and worship. Of course, because it, in yeah. verse number、uh, five it says they are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. So it's it's in the context of idolatry. Obviously, talking、yeah. about idolatry. And, and who these days, apart from you know your Wiccans and your neo pagans and all your goofballs, what Christian today does that at all? We get us an evergreen. We put some ornamentation on it. We put for mostly multiple nativity scenes. Yeah. Showing that Christ conquers all that junk, and that the original context for it has been blown away by the power of Christ, so we can enjoy having a Christmas tree. Yeah, absolutely. And、uh, most Christmas trees have lights on them. Jesus、yeah. said He's the light of the world. So、exactly. if we want to go with symbology here. Is the light is that wicked? No, and no, we top it with the, a star too to remind us of the Christmas star. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, if you use that passage, it's just not a good argument.、Uh, so now we're going to take you into why you should celebrate Christmas.、Uh, Jordan, give us the history behind Christmas and and when it was talked about, when it was celebrated, and it it's as it is today. It, it's not. It's not properly celebrated as it was in these days.、Um, there's only a few ancient churches that celebrate Christmas along the one of the older calendars, which is called the Julian calendar, and they celebrate Christmas in January.、Uh, whereas from our Latin calendar, we celebrate December 25th.、Um, People whine and say we have to celebrate on the exact day, or it's not. No, it's all about the Lord seeing the heart, and that you're celebrating Christmas.、Right. And it, it it's actually a compound word. It was originally Christ's Mass or the Mass of Christ、um, that would happen every year, celebrating the Nativity. Yeah, well, going on the date of Christmas,、uh, December twenty fifth, I heard that、uh, the way that they would calculate the Birth of a prophet,、uh, or his the date of his conception,、mm-hmm. uh, is they would take the day of his death, and they would subtract, you know,、mm-hmm. the the nine months or whatever.、Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, I'm not sure how true that is, but、mm-hmm. it's obviously not the the day of Christ's birth. But there is also it could have been good intentions behind that、yeah. date. I, I think so, because our 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 you could say Romano Christian、uh, Romano Christian calendar kind of revolves around Christmas. If you think about it, the A D B C changeover that's Christmas.、Uh, yeah, A D one after the ascension of Christ, and you go back to B C.、Um, That's at that turning point in history, and that's why we use the words A.D. and B.C. before Christ, and then in the in the year of our Lord, which、yeah. is Latin.、Uh, the Latins picked up on Christmas pretty early.、Um, 
I know St. Leo the Great, the same Leo that told Attila to get out of Rome and Attila the Hun, the famous Attila the Hun, uh, respectfully walked away with thousands of his barbarians and went back to whence they came. So Leo was a pretty incredible Christian, pretty incredible Pope, back before Popes were given the powers that they have now. Back then the Pope was just uh, one archbishop among several archbishops or patriarchs, but he wrote extensively on Christmas. Getting to the point, Leo's sermons on Christmas are some of the most incredible um, and they're some of the most theologically sound. And I, I encourage anyone who has the chance, you can uh, read Leo's uh, Christmas sermons for free online because the fathers, the fathers didn't put a price on anything that they did because they did it all for Christ. So you have access to these wonderful sermons from all the great fathers, ranging from 250 AD all the way up to, you know, uh, 1450s. Yeah. And we have here on, on the desk, we have uh, the work of uh, Athanasius, Saint yeah. Athanasius on the incarnation of Christ. Classic. And, and like you can see from all of the fathers that the incarnation is a big deal. Massive. It, it's worth having a day to celebrate. Oh, totally. And, and people are like, oh, I can celebrate any other day of the year. But do you really? Mm -hmm. Do you actually celebrate the birth of Christ? I think we should celebrate more Christian holidays because many of them have been taken away from us. And they're trying to take away Christmas by just erasing the name Christmas in the Western world right now. Not in the Eastern world. No way. Uh, but in the Western world, they're trying to eliminate the name of Christ and just call everything a holiday. And it's all about money and purchasing and things like this. But uh, well, it's kind of funny, though, because they still can't get around the word holiday. It's word still holy day. Holy day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, fast for fast forward back, back, go backwards, you know, to 1000 AD. You had so many holidays. That one third of the year was dedicated to Christian feasts and holidays. The modern working man works more hours than a medieval peasant. Hmm. Than an than a peasant in even nine eight seven hundred A.D. Because why? Because all of society was permeated with incarnational theology and the celebration of Christ all the time, and especially on Christmas. And there were other messes or masses there was michael mass where they celebrated uh the uh angel michael there was uh several other masses uh martin mess which was to celebrate saint martin of france i mean it's just incredible how many just how we need to get back to not only christmas but the greater christian feasts and celebrations it's, yeah but, yeah, because Christmas is it, the chief. Though. When you when you start throwing out holidays, you start becoming a Scrooge. And even though that's yes, like, like uh, stereotypical and like it's very it's true. It's kind of uh, um, I can't even think of the word that I'm trying to think for. You're just you're just a bah humbug. You yeah, know? and it, it's ridiculous because God wants us to have times where we celebrate mm -hmm. and we have joy and mm -hmm. we're joyful. Feasting. But the, the modern 
person they're miserable. Not, they're they're miserable. Not that person. Yeah, they're, 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 they're miserable. They're, what, do they, what do they always say? Oh, I'm just trying to get through the holidays. We just, just trying to get through them. You should be a part of them because they're intrinsic to your spiritual health. And yeah. uh, these poor moderns, you know, if you read Dickens' work, like he said, if you read uh, A Christmas Carol, Dickens put his finger on what he saw was a problem in society. I mean, it's a great book, and Dickens is 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 always going to be a classic reading, whether you're reading Great Expectations or or uh, Nicholas Nickleby or what mm-hmm. have you. His Christmas Carol touched on a note because there are these people about. And society is creating more of these Scrooges. It's creating, even in Christian, some of my fr- Christian friends, they read that verse in Jeremiah out of context. Now they don't celebrate Christmas anymore. But they'll go and celebrate a Seder, which is a Jewish tradition and not a Christian one, and then condemn me for celebrating Christmas. Yeah. I have, friends, I have a few <laughs> friends who do that. And I'm me like, too, man. I'm like, no, yeah, no. It's a separate, Christianity is a separate thing. We're not going back to Jewish tradition. I think we need to do a podcast on that. Yeah. About uh, separation between uh, Judaism and Christianity and, and their worlds the apart there. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> so I, I also pulled up another verse here, uh, kind of trying to nail in the point that we should celebrate Christmas. Hmm. And it's in Matthew chapter two. And uh, here it's talking about the wise men. In verse 9, it says, When they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Mm. Mm -hmm. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, this is not just, you know, we remember the day that Christ was born, <laughs> and we uh, and we meditate on that, and we just soak it all in. No, they're happy, and I think Christians—they're dancing. Yeah, they, Christians have lost their excitement for yeah. celebration. Not like cre- not not like creepy joy, like running around, barking, rolling on the floor, <laughs> like certain sectors of Christianity. But but actually being jolly, like David dancing before the Lord, and and. and pure and just total purity of yeah. love and and the time with family that you get during christmas it's, i mean there there is no other holiday where schools take a, a two-week break mm-hmm. and, and the time that you get and people are trying another, to cancel that yeah mm-hmm. but it's a picture of christianity mm-hmm. it's a picture of fellowship and unity that is all throughout the Bible. That's what God wants with us, and it's pictured there in the family unit. Mm. Uh, whether you're gathered around, you know, the fireplace, yes. a Christmas tree, uh, you're at a Christmas play, whatever it is, there is unity within the family unit at Christmas time. Amen. And you're not going to get that anywhere else. And I think our our Romano British Christian. Christmas is, I find it unique and joyful because we have 
not only the holy day of celebrating Christ's birth, but we see the wisest men on the planet coming to worship him. And not only that, but we see the amalgamation of several other things added to to make Christmas more joyful. And they were, you know, essentially stripped from their old connotations and a new connotation was put on them. And that's good. Yeah. You know, whether it's a, whether it's a Yule log on the fire or, or the Christmas tree or um, the uh, mistletoe, uh, which came from the old Norse and Germanic traditions. It's been stripped of that because, I mean, you know, originally the, the mistletoe was uh, done in Yule and there was much debauchery and all this stuff done under the mistletoe, but it's been stripped of that. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it, now when we see a mistletoe, uh, a married man kisses his wife. And uh, and that's it. There's there's nothing. The connotation is not. It's not even a strong point of Christmas celebration. No, no. It's something that that was done. I don't even think people put up mistletoe anymore. I mean, some people still do. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, Because again, it's been the paganism has been shorn off by the power of God, and we have this beautiful uh, plant, fungus, whatever it's called. Yeah. while you were talking, I had a thought come to my mind about the wise men. Mm. And, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about people who would comment. And they would say, well, wise men weren't there at the birth of Jesus. Case in point. Exactly. They were not worshiping and, and being joyful on the day that Christ was born, but they were commemorating the day that he was born. They were going back in remembrance about the time where Christ was born, not on the exact day of his birth. Mm. It was a time where they rejoice because they knew what the incarn the incarnation meant. They knew it meant that God became flesh, dwelt among us, uh, that He could save us from our sins. He could go to the cross uh, and and die for our sin. It's incredible, and and the fact that these the original wise men had quit their own Zoroastrian faith. Most people believe they were Zoroastrians, which is a, a, a very old religion that worships Ahura Mazda, the god of light, and they worship fire. Um, but something happened as they studied, and they began to understand that Zoroastrianism is not correct. Hmm. Uh, that's why there's very few Zoroastrians left today because three of the wisest Zoroastrian scholars became Christians on site. And not only that, I think they became Christians even before they saw Jesus. I mean, yeah, I would say I would correct it and say they came, they were believers before uh, they uh, even saw Jesus because they followed the star. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. And, and then, then like we could even go to Mary when after she she finds out she's going to give birth to Jesus from the angel. Yeah. And then she ponders all of that in her heart. Yeah. It, there is a lot to think about, there's a lot to ponder, there's a lot to be joyful about because mm-hmm. of of the nature of the incarnation. Mm-hmm. It is so important. But on on the flip side of why we should celebrate Christmas I do have to say one thing. 
and it's about all the people who keep Jesus in a manger. They keep him <laughs> baby Jesus, yeah. but they don't let him grow up. Uh, they no, don't let him no. make it to the cross and ultimately Lord of their life. They can't. They can't answer. Their their convictions are are too great when Jesus grows up. Yeah. Uh, like we we have to remember the manger, but we we can't forget the mission. That's without, right. Without without the manger, there is no mission. Uh, but if you keep him in the manger, he's. He's not going to fulfill the mission, and we are still lost in our sin. Yeah, people who think think about Christ in that way is totally heretical. But a richness that is found in the Christian tradition I like is the fact that Jesus was born not only in a manger, but in a cave in mm. Palestine. And above that cave was a synagogue. And within that synagogue was a stone altar right above where Jesus came down. So he's literally proclaiming to come as a sacrifice of himself, even as a, a baby. And we do know that Jesus worked miracles at, as a baby, too. Uh, as they were brought into Egypt... We're still celebrating Christmas here because Jesus is a baby. They brought him into Egypt to escape Herod and all his shenanigans. And uh, there are multiple spots that are marked in Egyptian that have Jesus Christ's name attached to them. Jesus Christ's well, uh, the mound of Christ, the palm of Christ, another well, the river uh, Jesus Christ River, all these places, and they're marked clearly. Even though Egypt is is a uh, is nationally a Muslim country, there are these these uh, places where you can literally follow from Judea all the way up to Egypt. What I like to call uh, the the Trail of Christ, up into Alexandria, where Jesus spent his was it two years they were abroad. Uh, the scriptures yeah. two two years, and. And when he was in, you know, makes it when the Lord is brought into into uh, Alexandria, he worked miracles there too, even as a child. Yeah, but, well, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know any of, any of that. Yeah, cool. it's you. I, there's a great book uh, by a coptologist named uh, Otto Menardus, and his book on Coptic Christianity really digs deep and shows you how. Judea and Egypt are quite linked to the Christmas story and the flight to Egypt and things like that. Um, but yeah. uh, very cool stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot there to be unpacked. Well, we are running out of time here. Um, any last thoughts? For me... I would tell everyone to centralize Jesus in their hearts, first of all. And if you can, go to church on Christmas, the night before or the day of. There are many yeah. churches that do both. Yes, it's fun to have nice presents and things, and those are wonderful things to have have gifts and tr Christmas trees and all these wonderful, beautiful things that the Lord gives us. But 
make him the center of your Christmas Eve or your Christmas morning and go to church. Yeah. Because that, that's something I think the West has lost. Many Christians don't even go to church anymore on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which is why I personally, I kind of like to sleep in a little bit, but all that being said, I go to, I go to church on Christmas Day at a, at a, um, Eastern Orthodox Church because they celebrate their liturgy, uh, Christmas liturgy on Christmas Day, which is just awesome. Yeah. Um, My final thoughts um, we are on Instagram um, at Faith of the Fathers Podcast underscore. Um, but we posted this on December 6th. It says tips to keep Christ in Christmas. Listen to purposefully Christ-centered Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. Read the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2, and John chapter 1. And remember that Jesus' mission was Calvary, so don't keep him in a manger. (laughs) Talked about that a little bit. And then the last one is spend time with family because that is a picture of Christ's love. What Uh, a great list. Do you keep those tips? I'm sure it's going to be... A wonderful Christmas to you and yours. So from the Faith of the Father's family, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, And yes. uh, if we don't see or uh, you don't hear from us before New Year's, Happy New Year's, too. <laughs> uh, this Faith of the Father's podcast, signing out for now. Yeah.